Next on BYU Sports Nation, the Zach attack is back for BYU football. Or is he? Should Zach Wilson start against Idaho State on Saturday? The Cougars have a three-game win streak. Is it a big deal? Plus, BYU soccer tournament bound thanks in part to Elise Flake. Correction, Elite Flake. The striker joins us live today. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Like you forgot. Tuesday, November 12th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who enjoys winning. He's also a man who sometimes stops listening halfway through your question, Jerem Jordan. What did you ask again? I was just thinking about the Seahawks win last night <laughs> over the uh, Niners. Yeah, yeah, let's go, baby. Undefeated no more, Niners. What a game. Oh, Nico and the Niners, 21 pilot song. Yeah, it was awesome. I, I had so many, a range of emotions. So with BYU, I, I feel uh, a similar feeling, but I'm about to produce a post-game show, so I have to be lucid, in the moment, concentrated, so I'm less... I'm, try, I'm trying to quell, you know, the anxiety and the nervousness of it at the end of a BYU game. You, yeah. Because I have a job to do, right? Mm-hmm. And so do you in that moment, right? So I don't feel the same feeling. I'm pacing around. Our, our dog is, like, anxious, too. Like, what's going on? What's going on? I'm, like, just weirdly fanboy yeah, last night. you went night full fan mode. With, with it. I'm Instagramming everything. Like, it was, it was a fun night. A lot of range of emotions. I had a tweet that I didn't send out that I was really <laughs> frustrated about. Seahawks win. It was great. Fred Warner was unbelievable, by the way. We'll, we'll tell you just how unbelievable in the headlines, but oh my gosh, she balled out. You got the best of both worlds. Fred Warner balled out, yeah. and your team still won. Yeah, it was, it was great. Seahawks have a chance at the division still. You know, If the Niners had won last night, they lock up the division. They're up two and a half games already. Come on. Life's good for Jerem Jordan oh, today. And the first time I've ever worn a, well, I, I wore a Kyle Van Noy jersey. That one, in fact. Okay. On the show one time. You are fanboy today. I'm fanboy. Let's go. <laughs> Russ for MVP. Clearly. About to make your day better. Here's today's show lineup. Blaine Fowler on if he thinks Zach Wilson should start this week and if he loves the Seahawks as much as Jerem. Now, we won't ask him about that. And Elise, correction, Elite Flake back mm-hmm. in Studio B. Mm-hmm. What does she think of BYU receiving a number two seed for the NCAA tournament? Today's BYU Sports Nation headlines, oh, they're worthy of a number one seed. BYU football coach Kalani Satake has spoken about his number one quarterback, Zach Wilson. And if Zach is cleared, the decision of who to start this weekend is again at hand. Yeah, if he's, if he's cleared to go, then, then let's go. Let's see what happens. You know, I, I think that uh, um, Baylor's done, done some good things, but uh, I'll leave it up to A-Rod and Grimes and those guys to figure out, uh, you know, which gives us the best chance for, for victory. What's a BYU game week without a little quarterback quandary these days? Come on. Meanwhile, Baylor Romney, as Kalani spoke about, has calmly won both of his starts. And in a lot of ways, feels like he beat Utah State, too, because he finished the entire second half. Calmly the perfect description. He's about to go 3-0 if he starts against Idaho State. So there's that as well. Last night on Monday Night Football, as mentioned, Fred Warner, 10 tackles, 2 sacks, a forced fumble that led to a TD on the play, and a pass deflection mm-hmm. in a Niners loss to my Seahawks in overtime, the first loss for San Francisco this season. No more undefeateds in the NFL. 
Fourth-ranked BYU women's soccer receives the number two seed for the NCAA tournament. 20th trip to the dance in 25 years. That is prestige. The Cougars remain the only undefeated team in the country with an 18-0-1 record. Head coach Jennifer Rockwood, how do you feel about that seeding and bracketology? Uh, obviously, uh, I'm excited to two-seed, a potential to play some home games. But, you know, you got to make sure you take care of the first one. That's the only one that matters. But I'm excited about the draw. Sometimes you just never know what you're going to see uh, when you watch the show. And um, I think it's a great draw for us. Really excited about it. BYU is guaranteed at least three home games as long as they win. The Cougars will begin by hosting Mountain West Conference Tournament champ Boise State this Friday, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. Can Baylor Romney go to that one, too? And Mary Lake is the West Coast Conference Volleyball Player of the Week after setting the all-time digs record at BYU last week. Cougars now number 10 in the ABCA poll. Play a big match with co-conference leader number 24 San Diego on the road this Friday night. Pay it back, ladies. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. All eyes on Zach. Yep. Head coach Kalani Sataki just spoke about it, not surprisingly. Watching the progress of Zach Wilson very closely this week. It's good to kind of see how he progresses, you know, and, and, and how that how everything's healing up. So uh, hard to, to gauge that right now. Probably no more after practice and no more a little bit as we go from day to day. Um, I know that Zach made a lot of improvement from, say, Thursday to Saturday. So... Uh, we'll see how much improvement went from Saturday to today and, and go from there. Idaho State is 3-7. and seven. They are struggling. They are a struggling matter if they're lower division opponent. So should Zach Wilson start Saturday against Idaho State? What ifs? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. BYU could start Joe Critchlow and win this game. Whatever. Like, I, if Zach Wilson's ready... Super, so he can get ready for UMass. San Diego State's the game, right? And San Diego State lost last week. We'll talk about them later. But uh, no, I didn't, to me, it doesn't matter who starts a quarterback. Should we put Rhett Riley out there? Maybe just see, just degree of difficulty, just to see how it go. We might see four quarterbacks on Saturday. Who knows? You if may, BYU, you might play. If BYU had a senior quarterback, I would say start the senior. But BYU doesn't have a senior quarterback. Isn't it weird that BYU has a bunch of freshmen and sophomores at quarterback? They're all young. And it's been kind of awesome. I do think that if Zach Wilson is cleared, that yes, BYU should start him. Get him back in the mode. Get him back at game speed. I know it's Idaho State and they're not good. But guess what? BYU is going to face a team that might be worse than Idaho State the week after against UMass. A subject we won't debate. Who's worse, Idaho State UMass, UMass? is so bad. Okay? <laughs> so bad. Just get him back in rhythm. If, even if it's like two drives, maybe three. Sure, yeah, run him out there. If he's cleared to play. Sure, why not? So, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah let, him, let him lead the troops out. He's the number one guy. He earned it. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like he needs any of this. Like, a UMass? Yes. I want Zach Wilson to play against UMass because you're getting ready for San Diego State. But Baylor Romney has shown he's more than capable. He's finished the last three games, right? He's won two of them. Can't Zach Wilson get ready for San Diego State against Idaho State, too? Why not? Just give him as many drives as he needs to start to feel comfortable. He's going to shake the rust off. Sure. Yeah, and there'll be this unrealistic expectation that if Zach Wilson starts, that every drive should result in a touchdown. That's not how it works generally. BYU does need to get into the 50s, though, in points in this game, or it'd be a disappointment. Jaron Hall, by the way, it appears is uh, not going to be available for this game. That's what, that's what it 
sounds like and looks like, right? Baylor Romney is there. Great. Awesome. You know what you're going to get. You're going to get wins the next two games if he's the guy the distance. Sure. This week? Next week? Yeah. San Diego State's the game you got to get it ready for. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But the question is, is BYU rushing him back too too quickly? It's up to the doctor. If they right. say, if hey, you're cleared to play, then I think you should play him at least If he's cleared, then he's good. Yeah, then don't clear him. I would love to see all four available quarterbacks. Zach Wilson has a couple of drives. Bring in Baylor Romney. He does his thing for a quarter, maybe a quarter and a half. Then Joe Critchlow comes in for a quarter. Why not run Rhett Riley maybe, out there? Maybe Rhett Riley gets in the game. No red if, shirts are being impacted if you've held guys out and you still want to redshirt them because these are the final four games of the year if you include a bowl game. Right, and uh, in the case of Baylor, played too much. Joe, he already has redshirted, and uh, Rhett Riley, I don't think you're that concerned about that situation, right? right? Um, Rhett Riley maybe gets a, a, a series at the end. Yeah, th- this is not going to be compelling and rich at the end. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not. The compelling story <laughs> is the, who will start the quarterback right. and BYU gets bowl eligible if they win. Like one of the best storylines in this game is that Taysom Hill's from Pocatello. Anyway. Okay. Topic two, a two and four. We thought BYU climbing out of the pit of that record was going to be difficult. Yeah, here we are. BYU on a three-game win streak, amazingly, after beating number 14 Boise State, Utah State, and the ideal of liberty, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU had gone 1,054 days between three-game win streaks. It's the first time since 2016 that BYU has gone on a three-game win streak. Let's not discuss days between wins against Utah. That is like in the 3,000s. It's stupid. That's nuts. Is BYU having a three-game win streak a big deal? Yes, because of what you just told me. It's been over 1,000 days since BYU secured a three-game win streak in football? What? That took so long. What in the world? Yes, it's a big deal because it hasn't happened in a long time. And let's be honest, it's going to be a five-game win streak. Mm -hmm. So why don't we just ask the question, is it a big deal that BYU is going to have a five-game win streak? Because that hasn't happened also since 2016. And Kalani can eclipse that. If BYU can mm-hmm. run the table on the mm-hmm. regular season, he yep. would have a six-game win streak. And give me we would a six! A Mountain West Conference Championship banner in Studio B. And then with the bowl game, give me a seven! Woo! Uh, here's Seriously. Why, here's why it's a big deal. Because of who BYU beat. A three-game win streak by itself. Eh, that's nice. It's not a big deal. BYU beat number 14 Boise State. Beat Utah State. Okay, you know what Kalani Sitake snapped with the Boise State win, by the way, a seven-game rival losing streak. When you're trying to get a contract, that's a big deal. That's a negative number. When you're trying to renew that contract, and you can say, "Oh, what have I done lately? I beat uh, Boise State uh, with the third-string quarterback. I beat Utah State, and uh, we're on a roll here." So, give me that money. Yeah. Oh, I beat Utah State with two quarterbacks, neither of which are the starter at the beginning of the season. Yeah, if, if you enjoy the what have you done for me lately um, argument, then uh, things are going well for brother Kalani Sitake. Uh, beating those teams is why it's a big deal. Sure. It was Boise State, they were ranked. It was Utah State. Liberty is a game you should get. Uh, but those are two wins. They changed the season. They changed the narrative, perhaps, of BYU football for the next couple of years because the BYU does not... Kalani Sitake is in trouble with his job, right? But he, he won those, and now it's a different situation. He's two games above 500. He's got a two-game win streak against rivals. Uh, it's going to be five games it's a win streak. It could be six. It could even be seven. Are you kidding me? BYU could win nine games, eight games, going uh, into next year, and we're going, oh, my gosh, 
the turnaround happened against Boise State, and it was the coaching that did it. BYU was likely going to have a three-game win streak anyway, no matter how bad they were in the first eight games, because they had Liberty, Idaho State, and UMass back-to-back-to-back. Right. To back to back. So A three-game win streak by itself normally yeah, it's like, eh, yeah, yeah that's no. nice. It's good. BYU, because they beat Boise State and Utah State, Undoubtedly. now they're going to have a five-game win streak and have a shot at six, maybe seven Hey, so we are approaching new waters isn't under awesome Kalani Satake. You, isn't it awesome when you don't stack four power fives in a row? It's great, right? Aren't we all happy right now? Yeah, it's awesome when BYU beats rivals, too, and yeah. in back-to-back fashion. Yeah, it's great. So, yes, fantastic stuff. This feels good, right? No one's <laughs> complaining that we haven't played any power fives recently. No one's whining about that. Jaron's feeling real good today because his Seahawks won last night, and BYU's going to have a five-game win streak at least. I'm going for seven. And right now, does it not feel like BYU has a stronger presence overall in the National Football League? This was something we talked about a few years ago of, man, there's really only like Kyle Van Noy, and he's mired in and Detroit. And he's with the Lions. Ziggy Ons is good, but he's injured. So there, there wasn't really like this BYU impact in the NFL. It's very different these days. There are several players making an impact starting for their teams. Fred Warner, Kyle Van Noy, Jamal Williams, Daniel Sorensen, Ziggy Ansah. I could go on and on. But, Jerem, who is your favorite Cougar right now contributing and playing in the NFL to watch? It's Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is one of the most exciting, electrifying people in the NFL. Uh, David Nixon told us after he went to a game uh, with the Saints that there were only three or four jerseys Mm -hmm. in the pro shop. Obviously, Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and Taysom Hill. Are you kidding me? The undrafted quarterback who plays tight end and receiver and running back? It's wild. 288 rushing yards, 7.1 yards per carry, by the way. Are you kidding me? Nine catches for 100 yards this year. Two for two throwing for 35 yards. He's got five total touchdowns. You just don't know what he's going to do. And here, are the, here is the most underachieving BYU quarterback ever in terms of we didn't see what he could fully do if he finished multiple seasons. He could have been a Heisman dark horse and maybe been the fifth guy taken in 2014 in terms of showing up in New York at the, uh, you know, the downtown club there and whatnot. We never really saw what he could do one full season as a sophomore. Here we are seeing what he can do in a utility role, and it's just awesome because it also hints at what he could do if he was a starting quarterback, which perhaps one day we will see. Perhaps with the Saints, perhaps not. There is always intrigue when you see the Saints pop up on the screen. What is Taysom Hill going to do today? And everyone's in love with him, like every girl at BYU was. (laughs) He's taken, ladies. Uh, My favorite player to watch right now, as good as the utility knife has been in New Orleans, is Jamal Williams, because it's been fun to watch his emergence, not just as a running back, but as a receiving running back. Five games in a row? With, or sorry, five touchdowns this season, and he put together a number of games in a sequence where he caught touchdown passes from Aaron Rodgers. The Packers are rolling right now, and it's the joy he plays with. Whenever the Packers have a game, Jamal Williams surely will pop up on my timeline on Twitter with some amazing quote, whether it's about he's Frozen dancing or, or yeah. he's dancing, he's playing catch <laughs> with the fans in the stands, the swag that he has on. He is the swag, Danny. He's riding bikes with kids. He has these very, very unique and real relationships with fans in Green Bay. People love him. They gravitate to him because he is so genuine. 
He's such a genuine, happy person, and I like to watch Jamal Williams succeed. It's just so much fun to watch that guy succeed at the highest level. It's been fun to see him do well as well, and, and a lot of this has to do with skill position players. It's one thing to have like a dominant offensive lineman. You know, to the general public, that's not uh, as exciting, right? But to have skill position guys. And Fred Warner is a middle linebacker for the best defense that just lost last night, right? But he's a guy in that you're seeing a lot. He's well, Kyle Van Noy is a linebacker for the other best defense right. in the AFC. And, and, and perhaps it's not uh, a coincidence. It's, these teams are successful and BYU players are part of that, which is fun to watch. So th- this is great. This is great. BYU's turned a page in a positive direction with Cougars in the NFL, and yeah. it's been really fun to uh, see these guys excel. And it's good for the program. It's good for recruiting. It's good for everything. Michael Davis starting, the Kafusis playing, Harvey Longy having a tackle for a loss and three tackles on Sunday. A lot of these guys undrafted, by the way. So great. Sticking in the league, yeah. which has been good. But it's one thing to play and contribute. It's another to just be on the roster. Question of the day. Who is your favorite BYU Cougar to watch in the National Football League and why? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response in from Tony Peterson on Facebook. Hey, Tony. Right now it's Taysom Hill because I can't imagine how a guy can be so fast and so powerful at the same time. Plus, it's nice to see him play at his full potential uninjured. I don't know that we're seeing him in his full potential. I think if he was playing quarterback, we would see really what he can do. This is basically a contract-type year for Taysom Hill. Will somebody come after him hard in the offseason and say, we want to make you a quarterback? Or does he value what he does for New Orleans and do the Saints value him that they're going to fork out the money they, to keep him in that unique yes. role. He's a restricted free agent, so if someone offers him, right, the Saints can match yes. and keep him. Yes. Or they can say no and let him go. You better believe they ain't letting him go. His stock is so like, high right now. Yeah, if I'm you know, some just no-name team that needs a quarterback and I give him a shot, you might, right? We'll see. Coming up, a bowl projection for BYU. Can you say national championship matchup? And Blaine Fowler is back in Studio B. What can we expect tonight on After Further Review? And is this the week that Zach Wilson should start? Blaine, of all guys, should know. He played quarterback. This is BYU Sports Nation. He wants number 16 to keep starting. (laughs) BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us tonight for BYU football with Kalani Satake, 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific. We'll recap the Liberty win, preview the Idaho State game, and senior day. Talon Shumway, wide receiver, senior, will join us in studio. Reserve your seat on Cougar, uh, BYUcougars.com slash Satake Show. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play alongside Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. Go Hawks. We welcome in the third member of our desk crew right now, Blaine Fowler, getting ready for After Further Review. Blaine Welcome back to the show. Good to be here, guys. Did you watch my Seahawks win last night? Yes, I did. That was pretty exciting. Yeah, that's a, that's a great matchup. That's a good rivalry. That's a fun. It was a fun game. And Fred Warner was amazing. Yeah, Fred has been amazing since day one in the league. And I want to say it's not surprising, but it is a little surprising. That so he's, immediately did. Right, that dominating that early in your career, he has been lights out. Ten tackles, I, I two sacks, were, force fumble. I think if you were to ask the organization, like, who's been your biggest surprise in the last two years, they, would, it, they wouldn't even hesitate, and they'd go, wow, this guy's just playing so far beyond where we thought he was. But now they expect him to play like that all the time. He's, like, he's Pro Bowl performance level. It's crazy. It's really Pretty awesome. The, the last guy from this state like that is Bobby Wagner. So 
Another Seahawks. Yeah, Seahawks. Yeah. So they're both yeah. like, because he went up and they thought he was really good, but man, he was just immediately good and he's been one of the best players in the league. And I think he was an unbelievably pleasant surprise for the Seahawks. And I think that, that that's what, he, what Warner's been for the Niners. I, it's awesome. Yeah, over the past four years, there's been this kind of injection of BYU high-level performing in the NFL between Fred Warner and Kyle Van Noy when he got traded to the Patriots, Daniel Sorensen doing his thing with the Chiefs, Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, Michael Davis. Who's your favorite Cougar to watch right now in the NFL? That, that's hard. I love watching Taysom because they lived right by us and we're, we're close to him. Um, and so it's just so fun. And you just don't know what they're going to do to utilize him. So it's really exciting. But I have a special spot in my heart for Michael Davis. Mm. Because if you guys remember, we can go back a few years back on this show. In fact, I think it was. People were saying, well, BYU can't do this or can't do that because they just don't get the talent at corner. And I said, and even though he's kind of playing part-time, I said, Michael Davis is an NFL corner. Like, I've watched him. He runs a legit 4-4-40. He's rangy. He can run with anybody. We don't play the style of defense that maximizes his skills. But he's as good as anybody Alabama has right now. You got raked over the coals. I remember asking me if, if, if I had taken up smoking marijuana. <laughs> They said, what is, is Blaine on drugs? Like, what is wrong with him? I'm like, no, you guys don't understand. Like, BYU was playing a ton of zone and making calls. At the, like, if he's the kind of guy on one-on-one on practice would just shut people down. If he was in a man-based system, I knew he'd be really good. And by the way, I think we can go back and look at what those two corners from Alabama are doing right now that year. And Michael's playing better than they are. I don't even know if they're even in the league anymore. Michael's a starter in the league. Pretty incredible. So I have a little bit of a soft spot in my heart mm-hmm. for Michael because he lived up to – he made me look good, so I'm, I'm a big, huge fan. <laughs> okay, I love I re- it. I recall you saying that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, th- I actually smoke. believe it was, was on the show. It was. And I got hammered on Twitter. I usually don't read it, but people kept coming to me and going, hey, people are saying you're smoking dope. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> okay. All right, then. <laughs> Where Blaine was right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's what we needed. Okay, let's talk about the Zach Wilson situation. So we saw him last week uh, before the game warming up against mm-hmm. Liberty. Had a little bit of a kind of a brace on his thumb there. If he's cleared to play, should he play? Start yeah, a little play bit against sure. Idaho State. Should play for sure if, if he's ready to roll. And they're just increasing his volume every day. So last week he tossed the ball, but he really didn't go take snaps and and uh, participate in eleven on eleven or any of that. This week he's taking reps, right? But they're going to bring him along slowly. Obviously, Baylor has shown that. Zach doesn't have to play in this game to be able to have the, man, the game managed extremely well by the quarterback and play well and win, right? The next couple weeks, in fact. But I do believe they want to bring him along so that he is 100% understanding what they're trying to get done on offense by the time they play San Diego State, who's a very good defensive football team. And so I don't know that you ha- – I say you see how the week goes. So I can't tell you today on Tuesday, and I'll go to practice and and watch, but I I don't know that they can tell you on Tuesday how he is. If they get to Thursday and they go, well, he's – He's all go 100% no problem. You would consider starting him. But but if you're going along saying, hey, he's pretty good, let's continue this progression with him. Let's get him Let's get him five series or four series in this game, and then let's get him more than that next week, and then let's have him ready to go full go against uh, San Diego State. That's a good plan in my mind. So 
the plan is based on how he feels. And it's not on how he feels today after practice. It's how he feels tomorrow after he practiced today. Does he have swelling? Is it sore? Or does it feel good? Can they increase the volume tomorrow because he ha- has no pain and feels strong tomorrow? So it's a day-by-day thing, and I think that he determines how many reps he gets based on how he goes through practice this week. And it will have been seven weeks on Saturday. So it's been a minute, right? There's no problem it's with the bone. The bone's healed, Right? So, but when it's been immobile, you lose a little bit of strength. And so he's working to get all of the strength back in that. And we talked, I don't know if we talked about it here, we talked about an AFR. The two most important digits on your hand to throw are your thumb and your index finger, right? So, so when you throw the football, here, this, here. yeah. So when you throw the ball, this is your stabilizing. Um, digit. So this has to. This is what is the constitutes your grip. This is you know this is what holds the ball in your hands and allows you to get torque on the football is your thumb. And then when you throw the ball, the ball comes out of your hand. The last two fingers that come off the ball, you rotate your hand down this way, and the last finger that comes off the ball is your index finger. Mm. So you, that's how you get rotation on the ball, and that's why the ball rotates this way. So these two fingers, like you, if you had, you could probably tape this one to this one and get away with it. Um, you could be weak in your pinky and get away with it. You can't get away with these two fingers not being healthy. And so it's important that he has yeah. strength. It's that he has strength in that. The two most important digits on a thrower's hand are his thumb and his index finger. And they want him to be 100% strength before they throw him out there and say, take all the snaps. And I think what they're doing with him is smart. It's the time of year with the schedule that they can do this and bring him along, have him really ready to go for San Diego State in the bowl game. Part-time hand specialist Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> the Cougars have won three games in a row, and we think, okay, yeah, that's pretty good, but it's kind of a bigger deal than maybe we're thinking because, as we presented earlier on the show, it's been over 1,000 days since BYU had a three-game win streak in football, and it's going to be five, maybe six, maybe seven. Is it a big deal to you that BYU has won three games in a row right now? Well, I, I'm going to go back to what you guys just talked about in your last segment. It's a huge deal because it started with Boise State and Utah State. And I felt like Boise State, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't 100% confident they could beat them. I felt like it, was a, it felt like a must win. It felt like a huge game. Um, and they stepped up and did it against a ranked opponent at home. It was huge. And, and then they followed it up with a really good performance against Utah State. And so... I think three wins in a row and five and six and seven is really, really big for momentum. But more importantly was those first two games and how they stepped up to the plate under extreme pressure and performed at a high level against those two teams. That's the most important and most impressive thing to me. Because I think the team found out about themselves. They, they changed things they were doing strategically on both sides of the ball going into those two games. And I feel like the team found an identity in those two games that they can roll with now moving forward, not just through the bowl game, but with everybody coming back next year that they have coming back, this thing rolls into next year, and we're going to look back next year and go, the Boise State and Utah State, the start of that win streak last year, changed things at BYU, and that was the turning point for the program. Absolutely. 19 seniors will play their final home game. The good news is Zane Anderson and Troy Warner and Chris Wilcox will come back. And I look at that list, at Dyingon Woloku and Aleva Hifo and uh, Austin Lee, Moroni Laluput, a lot of good players. But you're right. BYU does return a lot going into the and, and where big-time guys are going, big-time guys are coming back, isn't it? So you're going to lose Austin and Diane, who are phenomenal players. You're going to get Troy and Chris back. Now, going into this year, we all think we had them all in the secondary. It was like, this is a Pac-12 secondary. Isn't it nice, though, when you lose those two key, key players, you get two key players back. So it almost feels like you have 11 starters coming back on defense next year. Which BYU senior will the Cougars miss the most? This one's not hard for me, Dying. 
Because especially when they made these changes a couple weeks ago defensively, they made him around dying. Like he's that he, good. He's you can make an argument that that um, Kyrus is the most talented player on the defense, but the best player on the defense is dying. Yes. I think back. So, okay, Boise State, they're going to play a lot. 12 personnel, 11 personnel, meaning one back, one tight end, one back, two tight ends. They're more more traditional. Okay, let's take Diane, move him from – let's play him at safety and put him in the box because he's going to have to be involved in the run game because he's our best tackler in the open field. Okay, now Utah State, let's, let's put him on – You know, they literally are putting him in positions to take advantage. How about the end of the Liberty game? Uh-oh. Gandy Golden is as good as we thought. He is an <laughs> NFL guy. Last drive. This guy cannot go down and kill us and win the game. Diane, move out and cover him. Don't doesn't matter where he goes, you go cover the guy. So he's the best player on your defense. And he's universally loved by everybody on the team. He's an unbelievable leader. His work ethic is second to none. His talent level is I think he can play in the NFL. Sure. And 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 he's going to surprise people because on the pro day, everybody's thinking, no, he's really physical, he's got great feet, he's got great skills, but is he fast Yes. Enough? You watch him go pop off a 4-4-something in pro day, and then everybody's going to go, oh, whoa, he's faster than we thought he was, and his production is off the charts. Yeah, this guy, we want this guy in our camp. And, and I think because of who he is and, and the way he can lead and all that, he, he can be an NFL guy. So so to me, that one's not close. And, and that's not... Austin Lee's done a phenomenal job in the back end of calling everything. On, on the offensive side, um, you know, Alev has had a huge contribution. Let's see, Micah Sr. Micah Simon Micah. has Micah become has, a really good receiver. I think Micah Simon maybe is the biggest surprise because I, I knew he was a good leader, but man, did he has he made some big catches and had some big contributions. So you think about how big a contribution those guys have made, and I'm saying it's not close. Diane's the guy that you're going to go, wow, he... He was phenomenal this year. Yeah, absolutely. More Blaine Fowler on after further review tonight. He's going to tell us how BYU scores 50-plus points against Idaho State. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they, they might, like, I like what you guys just They might play three quarterbacks and still score. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll see. Okay, <laughs> awesome. Stuff. Thanks, Blaine. All right, Blaine. thanks, guys. Coming up, Elite Flake of the soccer team discusses the two-seed and playing Boise State at home in the NCAA tournament. Fred Warner had another outstanding night in the Monday night national spotlight, but was it enough to make him your favorite Coug to watch in the league right now? This is BYU. Sports Nation. If you watched the last segment and you liked what Blaine Fowler had to say, you're going to love After Further Review. It's an hour of that, and it's awesome. It's one of the best hours of BYU football and television. 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on the BYU TV app, and of course, a rebroadcast tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 Pacific. Dr. Blaine Fowler and his hand specialties. Hey, like he knows enough probably to be a doctor. He's so not. Smart. His he whole works family's in the smart. medical field. All yeah. of his kids are smart. Right. It just it is what yeah. it is. They, amazing family. We're lucky to have them. Yeah. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. Time to whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Kalani Sataki says if Zach Wilson is uh, clear to go, he's going to play against Idaho State. It's been seven weeks as of this Saturday uh, since the injury against Toledo, the broken right thumb. We'll see how he responds this week. New bowl projections out for BYU football. Stuart Mandel has BYU facing Hawaii in the Hawaii Bowl. And Brett McMurphy of Stadium Sports has the Cougars taking on UCF Ooh. in the Hawaii Bowl. I like that one. That's a fun matchup. Cougars in the NFL. Last night on Monday Night Football, your boy Fred Warner had 10 tackles, two sacks, a forced fumble that led to a touchdown on the play, and a pass deflection. And the Niners lost to my Seahawks in overtime. It was an incredible game. The first loss of the season for San Francisco. 
Soccer. Fourth-ranked BYU women's soccer receives a number two seed for the NCAA tournament. 20th trip to the NCAAs in 25 years. Amazing. Cougars remain the only undefeated team in the country with an 18-0-1 record. They'll host Boise State in the first round on Friday, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. Volleyball. Mary Lake is West Coast Conference Volleyball Player of the Week after setting the all-time digs record at BYU last week. The Cougars now number 10 in the ABCA poll are tied in the conference with San Diego, who's ranked 24th. Those two match up. Is it still the Slim Jim? Friday night. Is it still Slim called Jim. the Slim Jim? Jenny Craig Pavilion? Yes. That's one of the best it's, nicknames of any gym. In it's the... probably the best name so of a gym good. in the West Coast Conference. That's so good. Our question of the day, who's your favorite BYU Cougar to watch in the National Football League right now? At TV Loves TV 2. TV says... Loves TV 1 was taken. I have questions. <laughs> At TV Loves TV 2 says, don't make me pick just one. They're all balling out and representing. That is the nature of the question. At TV Loves TV 2. <laughs> At Jake Kemp. Taysom might be my favorite uh, Coog to watch play, but Jamal's interviews are by far my favorite thing to watch right now. So, funny. so what did we say? To watch. Okay. He's so now, funny. Now, that is a distinct answer to the question. At TV Loves TV 2. You got you to read and listen to the question. Don't make me pick just one. Send no one, one back want in. you to pick one. Pick one. Send one back in. We'll try and get to it. <laughs> Coming up, the fake idea of college football gets bounced at the door. <laughs> You know your what's favorite, happening. Your favorite team. And elite flake on why BYU women's oh, yeah. soccer is right where they want to be in that bracket. This is BYU Sports Nation. She'll be the player of the year in the league. She will. Elite. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Hoops hosts Southern Utah tomorrow night on BYU TV and BYU Radio. 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, pregame on the radio an hour before. This is the first game of the Maui Gym Maui Invitational as the Cougars prepare to uh, go there next week. No, two weeks from now. I can't believe BYU basketball is playing in Hawaii in two weeks. Also, the yeah. football and basketball are overlapping. It's We're here. Yeah, it's, it's not on. Like, like, we have three football games in the regular season left. It's going to be over in a snap. And that does not make me happy. Yeah, yeah, unhappy is what I am. <laughs> welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Uh, we are happy to welcome back to Studio B the BYU Sports Nation West Coast Conference Women's Soccer just Player. Naming of the year. her the Player of the Year already, Elise Flake. What's up, Elise? Oh, actually, are are you cool if we just call you Elite Flake from now on? <laughs> That's a new one. Okay. Is that, is that okay? Yeah. No, there's a lot of uh, you know hesitancy unless the person deserves it, and you absolutely <laughs> deserve it. So let's let's talk about your senior year. Uh, 17 goals. I know you were hoping for 18, uh, but yeah, 17 goals. Incredible. So. Undefeated two seed. Has this season gone about as well as you wanted? Yeah, it's better than we could have hoped for. So we're just super excited. And every game we've been getting better. So that's all we want. Tell me, elite. How does it feel to be the yeah, only undefeated right. <laughs> team in America? It's pretty awesome. That's a big accomplishment. When when did you know before the season? Okay, we have a special group. We could we could do something that would be forever in the uh, annals of BYU soccer. Yeah, I think once last season ended, we kind of just set our goals high, and we knew that it would be a special group, especially with so many returners. But. With that amount of returners, um, did you feel like okay, this group we can do something special? And and I guess what is special to this group? Yeah, I mean, we sat down as a team and we're like, okay, we're gonna win conference. That's our first goal. Um, and then go farther than any other team has ever gone at BYU. So make it to the Final Four. That will be pretty sweet. So That would be sweet. And that's kind of the only thing that this program hasn't kind of done yet. Yeah. And uh, it's 25th year with Jen Rockwood. 
Um, how have you guys kind of celebrated that with her and, and sort of has that been a motivating factor at all for you guys? Yeah, I think so. It's something that a lot of fans, a lot of people bring up all the time. And so it's super exciting for us. There's a lot that we're playing for, including Jen. We play for Jen every, every game. So it's been fun seeing her success as well. Yeah, well, sincere congratulations on an incredible undefeated season. Now a number two seed in the NCAA tournament. What do you think of receiving a two seed in the brackets? We're happy with it, yeah. We never really know how it's going to go at the OU. Sometimes they don't give us the best best seed, but mm-hmm. we are kind of hoping for a two, but kind of expecting a three. So when we got the two, we were pumped, and the fact that we get to host three games will be incredible. It feels like there wasn't much you could have done to really deserve a one, like right? Yeah. You did everything you possibly could to get the highest seed. Yeah, we're happy with two. And two was fair, yeah. Mm-hmm. You get up to three home games, um, the first home game against Boise State on Friday. How do you feel about uh, the first round, which the stakes are much higher now? Yeah, it's exciting. I think we just need to treat it like any other game, but we're super excited. It's a new kind of stage of the, of the season. So, How much do you know about Boise State women's soccer right now? Honestly, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to get but, on that. Yeah. <laughs> and in certain sports, you guys will look at film of the opponent and assess how you're going to attack that. Soccer is interesting. Like, you could really just look at yourselves and probably be okay. How do you, what's that process like for you guys in terms of uh, opponent preparation? Yeah, we do look at their, some of their game film. Our coaches will go through it. We don't really watch the game film, but our coaches will go through it and kind of give us specific things that kind of their tendencies and stuff. Um, but most of all, we just focus on like what our strengths are because we know that if we can play well, then we can be anybody. So, so you'll have a scouting report like uh, this defender's good in the air, maybe avoid her, yeah. whatever, something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, just their key players and their tendencies as a team. So do you know, like, oh, the goalie favors this area or those kind of things that weighs into a decision of where you'll go with the ball? Or is it just kind of I'm going to go where I kind of feel and, and the angle I'm at and that kind of stuff? Yeah, I feel like most of it's just kind of on me because I feel yeah. like I kind of dictate what the keeper does, and so it doesn't really matter as much what they do. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Love, hey, 17 goals backs it up. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Elise Flake with us on BYU Sports Nation. Clearly, as you just mentioned, this team has bigger aspirations than just an opening round win over Boise State. But then you have the challenge of staying in the moment, focusing on the opponent at hand. So how do you do that? How do you approach that so that you keep your big goals in mind, but you still are focused on the moment? Yeah. One thing Jen talks to us a lot about um, as we were going through WCC play, our goal is obviously to win the West Coast Conference, but every single game matters as much as the other one. And so whether it's our first game or last game of conference, it all goes into our our record in conference. And so it's the same thing with the tournament. Like, yeah, we need to win six games to win a national championship. And so every single one is just as important as the next. So just game at a time. Like the worst interview question that anyone could ever ask, like you're applying for a job, is what are your weaknesses, right? <laughs> and I look at the the team that you have this year, and it's unbelievable. I'm like, I don't know that there is a weakness. <laughs> like the back end is incredible. You returned the, the goalie and the uh, Sabrina Davis and the four. The midfielders, you injected some youth with uh, Jamie Shepard and SJ uh, Affleck. And then up top, the trio, of course, you guys scored a bajillion goals. What, what's it been like to feel like, you know what? We, can't, we are better in every spot on the field every game. Yeah, I think that's what gives us confidence every game is just being confident in each other and trusting each other. So. Elise Flake on BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars preparing for Boise State this Friday. What's the practice regime like this week now as you go into tournament mode? Yeah, I think similar to what we've been doing for the last few weeks, just kind of focusing on our strengths, focusing on the little things we can kind of critique. We've been getting better at lots of different things this season, but I think just kind of coming down to the little details and just making everything even better. What is a typical practice like for BYU women's soccer? Um, 
warm up for 15, 20 minutes, and then we usually do some possession type drills, kind of get our feet moving, get our minds thinking a little bit, and then we'll move into some bigger possession or sometimes um, with goals or with um, scoring, um, different drills with that. Um, but mostly just possession, lots of stuff with um, – sometimes we'll do um, different movements with the team, and so that's kind of helpful as we get in – um, as we prepare for the games, um, but mostly just kind of high energy and kind of competing. That's the biggest thing. Those are the most fun practices, at least, is where we're just yeah. playing fun drills where we compete. So, I want to apologize to you. I shortchanged you a goal. I pulled up a, a stat sheet that wasn't updated. You have 18 goals. <laughs> you have 18 goals. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was awesome. Um, what's been more impressive to you as a team, the 68 you've scored or the 9 you surrendered? Both impressive numbers. Yeah, it's a good question. I think they kind of go hand in hand. I don't know. Why was this team different compared to some really talented teams that you have been on the in the past? Um, I think, like I said earlier, we all just trust each other and we believe that we can do big things. And so I think just that camaraderie with the whole team has been awesome this year. Um, with our coaches, too, I think they've done a great job of kind of encouraging that and just focusing on our strengths. So uh, The weather seems like it's going to be awesome Friday. Yeah. that's It's kind of lucky, right, yeah. in mid-November? <laughs> How do you feel about... Uh, the nation's number one attended uh, or fan base showing up for a great weather game. Yeah, it's incredible. We are so lucky to have so many fans. So it'll what, be fun. What year was it? Elena Medeiros' year, senior year or something? You might have been a freshman or barely before. 2016. Where all the snow was scraped off. Fans <laughs> were encouraged to <laughs> come take. I think it was against Utah State. Um, yeah, it, it took. We're not going to have that this week. No, no, we're good. <laughs> we don't know about next week. Um, potentially, it, it, when if and when you win, right? Uh, hey, Friday night we anticipate uh, temperatures low fifties, high forties should be pleasant. That's Perfect. awesome. BYU has earned this. They have earned this weather after That's everything awesome. they've gone through. What, being a two seed, being undefeated, senior, all that. How are you? How are you feeling? Are you, are you calm? Are you a little anxious because of the moment? Like, how do you feel going into this situation? Last week was a little bit emotional. Just we ha- we had our senior night and a couple of just like team activities, kind of celebrating that. Um, but now I think we're all just excited because we know what we can accomplish, and so we're excited to see how far we can go and change. What has previous NCAA tournament experience for you done to help you prepare for this time around? Yeah, I think especially last year, you know, losing first round at TCU was huge for us. Just that we don't want to feel that again. We don't want to be um, in that situation. So we know that. We just want to push harder and do all we can to do what we can for our team. Okay. Elise, we're going to give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. You know how it works. It's not it like you work. even need it, uh, but we're going to give it to <laughs> you, you know, anyway. You know how it works, yeah. okay? Yep. No more explanation necessary. 18 goals. And uh, congratulations <laughs> on being the West Coast Conference Player of the Year, according to BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> thanks. That's going to come out soon. You're going to be. Congratulations. Awesome year. We're excited for Friday. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Elise. Okay, coming up, Cosmo strikes again. Dancing. We are tracking BYU football opponents, Jerem. Are the Cougars going to lock up their first win over a team from the Eastern time zone that finishes with a winning record since, well, Notre Dame in 1993? Might happen. This is BYU Sports Nation. Who is it? What's up? Or subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, the show's on demand on the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. Fun fact, on BYU Radio's app, you can listen to literally every episode of the show all the way back to the beginning. It's amazing. Episode number one. BYU TV, you can watch like the last five or something. BYU Radio, you can, you can go to back to the very beginning and sound <laughs> uh, hear what we sounded like after the first uh, maybe, show. Maybe you shouldn't do that. It exists. <laughs> BYU is pacing, and I'm speaking of the football team, to potentially face nine bowl teams on their schedule this year. 
Going to a bowl game's not hard. I just want to point that okay. out. Okay. Nine bowl teams. Six, we, six wins is not a notable accomplishment. We are tracking Cougar opponents. Beginning with this week's foe, Jerem. Yeah. Let's go. Idaho State. Three and seven after losing to Eastern Washington. They have the red field. 48 to five. At least the Bengals got a yeah, safety. That was really, really not good. Bad. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, good. Really I don't think BYU has huge a safety this year. And they have that one. Jeremiah, uh, one up you from Idaho State to oh UMass. That's so bad. The Minutemen seriously might lose head to head with Idaho State. They're not ready. They make it five straight losses. They lose the Army 63 to 7. They also gave up 63 to Liberty the week before. They travel to Northwestern to face a 1 and 8 Northwestern team and are a 44 point underdog. Uh. What? 17 plus? Holy cow. <laughs> San Diego State. Spencer's fake idea of college football, yep. a.k.a. McLovin, lost 17-13 to Nevada. The Aztecs 7-2 host Fresno State this week. We thought that maybe I San wanted Diego them State, to be ranked. San Diego State's defense is really good. They're good. That's going to be the matchup. The offense just doth stinketh to me. San Diego State 7-2 now. They ain't going to be ranked. When yeah. be On to Utah. Coming off a bye week, Jerem, they'll host my other favorite team and the OG fake idea of college football, <laughs> UCLA. I'm now, actually, now, now, wait a minute. UCLA controls its own destiny. Yes, they do, in the South. But they ain't going to be Utah. <laughs> Utah's really good, man. And I hate it. Tennessee. Big Orange. Uh, beats Kentucky 17-13. Five and five. I know. Here's what this means. I know. With Missouri and Vandy on the schedule, if Tennessee has a winning record this year. And BYU beat them, mm-hmm. as you recall. Mm-hmm. As you recall, mm-hmm. everyone. BYU has won one game in the Eastern time zone against a team that had a winning record since 82. One. This Come could on, be Bulls. two. Well, I kind of love the uh, stat, so I kind of want Tennessee not to win. Oh, really? Well, you're right. No. The kid that was bullied, I'm all in on Tennessee. Come on, let's I love, go. I like this. Yes. You bought the T-shirt. Yeah. You know what t-shirt I'm not going to ever buy? Utah. (laughs) USC, 6-4 this season after an interesting win over Arizona State. They were blowing the uh, Sun Devils up early. 28-7 in the first. And then it got super close. Keaton Slovis, 432 yards, four touchdowns in that win. USC trying to get to seven wins when they take on Cal on Saturday. You played to win the game. Washington. We thought it was like a world beater when BYU played him. Uh... Beat Oregon State 19-7. Compelling and rich content on a Friday night in Corvallis. They, they've been kind of derailed by a bunch of injuries. A lot of their skill players have been banged up this season. Oh. Uh, Savant Ahmed rushed for 174 yards and two touchdowns. The Huskies have a bye prior to traveling to Colorado. Yeah, Washington's 6-4. and four. Man, I thought they would be yeah. in the hunt no, for the Pac-12 saying, title. Like they, they've, they have been depleted by injuries. It's been a little ridiculous. And BYU fans know it better than most. They, Easton's been fun. What's been the deal? Receivers, for one. Oh. Yeah. Oh, shoot. They had to replace him with a different four-star. <laughs> oh, my life's so hard, Washington. Toledo, two wins in a row. 35-33 victory over Kent State. The Rockets now bowl eligible with six wins. Yay. Wednesday night, Maction against Northern Illinois coming up. That conference is crazy. They're beating each other up. If you want to watch a matchup of two teams from the MAC that beat BYU the last two years, Wednesday night on ESPN or something. Mm -hmm. South Florida lost to Temple, 17-7. Bulls now 4-5. They play number 17 Cincinnati this week. Was the highest-ranked team in the AP poll. Okay. Tonight, the college football playoff poll, which is the one that matters. South Florida losing to Temple 
um, basically takes them out of any chance, real chance of being a bowl team, which we thought was going to. Yeah. Yeah. I've never competed with a building. That's just me. <laughs> Boise State takes care of Wyoming. Oh, barely. 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 Cowboys missed a field goal in overtime. 20-17 to 17 win. The Broncos now 8-1. and one. They're still ranked in the top 25 and will host New Mexico this week. If Cincinnati and a couple of those AAC teams SMU, slip up, Boise State could still be. Navy. They could still be the New Year's Six representative. By the way, the AAC, really good. Four ranked teams. Uh, is that more than the Pac-12? Four ranked teams That's for the AAC. That's more than the ACC as well. How about right? that? Yeah. Right? I mean, granted, they're all between 17 and 25, but still. Does that matter? Four ranked teams. Does that matter? Utah State beat Fresno State at the buzzer to win 37-35 on the road. The Aggies host Wyoming this week. Utah State will be bowl eligible. Yeah, yeah. ultimately, BYU is going to face nine bowl teams this season. Yeah. It's not hard to win half. I know. I know. I know how you feel about it. <laughs> Our question of the day. Who's your favorite BYU Cougar to watch in the NFL? Our elite voice of the day. Presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. At Clyde Livingston in on Twitter. <laughs> Tay Jam Van Warner of the St. Green New Niners. <laughs> it's a great combination. Okay. He's involved in big plays with offense, defense, and special teams, and he's on TV pretty much every week. Now, Taysom Hill alone could be that description, yeah. right? Yeah. It could be just Taysom Hill. Yeah. So, okay. That was great. That was elite. That was actually elite. Today's rise and shout-outs. Jeremy, I'm giving it to the Liberty-BYU dynamic. Oh, this was great. Which was incredible. Yeah. Hugh Freeze quoted a tweet and a quote from Austin Lee when B- the BYU safety said, even throughout the game, I felt like Liberty had great sportsmanship. It threw me off. It surprised me, and it shows a lot about their character of their team and their standards. End quote. Hugh Freeze said, I can say the same about BYU football and their staff. A lot yeah. of mutual respect. That was great. That was great. Uh, my rise and shout out goes to Cosmo. Another uh, video that's going viral. Uh, Cosmo is the goat. He's a cougar, but he's also the goat. Uh, another dance, and it's incredible. We don't have the rights to play the song, otherwise we'd play the song. But his dancing is so good! We see a lot of mascots throughout the country. No one is better than Cosmo. I kid you not. That is compl- said with complete bias, but he is absolutely the best. You know what makes this one unique? BYU won. It's the first time he's danced and they've what? won. Oh, I never had that connection. Yeah. Our thanks to today's guests, Blaine Fowler and Elise Flake. Sorry to Dennis Pitt, it ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Jamie Rendich Beck. See you for after further review with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, and David Nixon tonight on the BYU TV app. Go Cougs!